Flamia, my good hotman, welcome to the next episode of A Few Good Hotmen. What? What? <laughs> no, nothing. No, tell me, what's, what's well, so funny uh, about the way I've introduced the show? It's not the way you introduced the show, it's the it's the day before you introduced the show in which we, we had a little, little banterous moment there. That everyone is going to hear. Oh, are they? Yes. Okay, cool. We're not, okay, cool. Well, now we need to start again. <laughs> welcome back to our show, uh, which is... Basically, just us talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender in a very loving manner, in a very in a very passionate manner, in yeah. a way that we want to um, marry the show. Um, I mean, and sort of raise children with it. Raise children is raise children is is a bit of like a bit of like a strong statement. I, I mean, maybe maybe just you know move in with it for a little while, mm. get in get into a a little. Little ag- agreement where we'd love and care for each other for the rest of you're our going, lives. You're going. You're going. You're going on a on a on a tangent now. I, I I know, but I mean, like, Mary is is such a strong statement for this. It's a very. It's very much of a strong statement. It we've, is the greatest show ever made, though. We've ditched the the warm water that we were drinking last week for some. We can't. Let's not say the brand name, but it's some good energy juice in our in, in fancy big boy mugs. Yes, it's, fancy big glass mugs. It's it's big boy coffee. Mm-hmm. With fun flavors and colors as well. So this week we're getting into the Warriors of Kiyoshi, one of my personal favorites from the first season. It's a goodie. I'm fuddling with your necklace. Sorry. It's it's a chain, not a necklace. Sorry, sorry. Necklace should probably be explained that it isn't wasn't around your neck while I was fondling it because that would be very bizarre. It would be. So let's start the quick synopsis of the episode so we can delve right into it. Ang brings Katara and Sokka to Kiyoshi Island to ride the giant koi fish. But after a close encounter with the Yunagi, the team is captured by a group of female warriors. You could just say warriors, but okay. It's a big part of the episode. No one, no, don't worry. Ang reveals he is the reincarnation of Kiyoshi Island's founder, Avatar Kiyoshi. Though the villagers do not believe him and plan to throw the three friends to the Yunagi. After Ang frees himself and demonstrates his airbending, the villagers celebrate the arrival of the Avatar. Word of his presence eventually reaches Zuko, who sets sail to Kyoshi Island immediately. Sokka befriends the Kyoshi warrior leader, Suki, who teaches him the warrior skills of the Kyoshi warriors. She manages to change his sexist attitude in the process, while also developing a crush on him. How? <laughs> However, Zuko arrives and attacks the village, forcing Team Avatar to leave the village and draw Zuko away. As they depart, Aang manages to ride and control the Yunagi, using the creature's water spray to douse the flames raging through the village, saving it from total ruin. Yeah. So right off the bat, we've been talking a lot of shit about Sokka's uh, sexism. And this is the episode that finally addresses it and tells him, bruh, 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 you're dumb. Just dumb, you're dumb. I'm also really glad that they address it fairly like it, yeah, fairly early in, in the series, right? It's not one of those things that is like a belabored point that runs through two seasons and then someone manages to change him because I feel it would the, the joke would become stale after a while. Yeah. And become a little bit too ingrained in his character to really it, 
exactly like him. So it's, I'm really pleased that they get to it in like the fourth episode. I don't want to say they change his attitude entirely. I mean, it is also the first village that we visit, come across that, that yeah. we actually visit out like after after leaving the the southern the southern water tribe. Um, yeah, it's, it's the first people a pop populated village because we've been to the southern air temple, but I mean, the that, whole point of the southern air temple is that there's no one there because they're it's all a dead. Tomb. It's a tomb, <laughs> and they call <laughs> it a mine. A mine. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about this episode? I, I I really like this episode because one, I think it does a lot of good work with soccer. I feel like it could go in a bit mm. harder at times, but I. It's one of the more concrete moments of character development yeah, him, yes. for him at this point. And I think it works really well right up until the point where Suki, who has taken a lot of abuse from him, you know, walking into the, the training area saying, sorry to interrupt your dance, ladies. <laughs> I'm just here to train. And she somehow develops a crush on him and gives him a good old peck on the cheek. At the end, whatever. I'm, I mean, we, I'm, I'm we, not. I'm not here to judge the woman. She's got her we, tastes. We, who are we to judge people's tastes? But at the same time, like you know, make your make make your own life decisions. But yeah, um, it it is very much a a, a turning point for for soccer, especially in in this episode. It's him leaving his water tribe tendencies, if I if I can put it that way, mm. because this is something that once again gets brought up later on in. In, in the show, the but nor- in the northern, nor- in the northern water tribe, water tribe, um, yeah. but happens more to Katara then, but also a bit to soccer with everything with the moon. Oh, spoilers, spoilers. Um, but yeah, the the other thing that that happens in this episode that that's quite great in well, not, I wouldn't say 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 quite great, but quite cool. Um, is the unagi itself? I love. I actually really, I was really gonna, like I was, the unagi. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about because you said you really liked not only the introduction of yunagi which i think is great with mm. you know you see ang riding the giant uh koi fish the and elephant you, and koi. you're like these 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 koi are massive, massive these yeah. things are huge and then you see like just the fin of the yunagi is like four times the size of just one of those koi and it fits into that bay hey that bay mm. doesn't look massive i can't imagine there's a lot of space for that yunagi to I, like I peacefully like, dwell i feel like it doesn't the bay is its nest but it doesn't like hunt in the bay mm. like it, it probably goes out exploring and it's also why the Yanagi is probably also a strong reason as to why the Fire Nation doesn't really mess with Kiyoshi that mm, much. Because mm. mm. we are, we, we, we did bring it up that one of the strange visual elements of Kiyoshi is it kind of breaks the um, color coding tendencies mm. of the nations. You know, they're, they're part of, the, well, they were separated from the Earth Nation. I think they would still be classified as being within the Earth Nation. Mm. We'll talk about more of this, their... Um, I don't know if they're, they're a sovereign nation. I don't know. I don't know what the meaning of. They're, I'll be honest with you. They're I don't know what an independent state of some kind. Yeah, I don't know what sovereign means. I'll be straight <laughs> out. I have no idea what sovereign nation means. I just know it's its own separate thing. It's its own separate thing. It's and the guy with the with the belt on his head is probably the one running. Yeah, the nation. yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah. talk about him in a second because I do want to unpack his belt here. Uh, <laughs> I think we so actually get his name. I don't think you do get his name, but it does break the the color coding conventions because. Everyone on Kiyoshi wears blue, and you see that being a theme for water nation, water tribe um, inhabitants, is that they mm. wear blue as like their main sort of color. And when you water go to the, into are the nicely color coded, yeah. Then when you go into yeah fire, you can see fire is all red, red black, 
red and black and Super um, edgy. earth is green mm. very obviously earthy colors and yet kyoshi which is not part of any water nation wears blue which always confused me because when i first started watching the show i assumed that they were some offshoot of the water tribes and mm. they always i know I, I i still even now i battle to see them as I, I don't see them as earth nation either because from what we see there are no earth benders on kyoshi at all Mm. Um, which, which like just further goes to, to show like how, for the most part, rare bending actually is. Just because we don't see them doesn't mean they're not there. Man with, what you, what they don't tell you is Frothing Man is actually <laughs> the second most powerful earthbender in the entire world. Ah, after, after Toph? After, after Toph, after Toph, he's the second most powerful man. And it's, it's manifested within his froth. So what, whenever he froths, yeah, whenever he froths, he, he, island moves he further, shivers, further away from, it the, shivers, from the yeah, mainland. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes of, of the series is Frothing Man when Ang eventually tells them, hey, look, I'm the Avatar. And he gets out there, pushes his way in front of the crowd and just starts frothing with excitement. And then just collapses down. Oh, the love- animation on that man is the best... He is the best animated character in the entire series. <laughs> he appears for all of, like, 20 seconds. Oh, no, he, God, he does he is show up so again slick. later when they go yes. back to Kyoshi Island. And that right? animation is even smoother. It is so <laughs> slick. I always love that he's the best animated character. Ooh, speaking of um, Ang's Ang's moment um, of just revealing himself as the Avatar, can can we can we talk about about the spinning marble? The marble tricks. Because like I, I so I saw this Reddit post about it about like five five or so years ago, and it, it blew my mind because me being the the mathsy physicsy nerd that I am, I actually looked in I actually of looked right into this. Okay, I'm actually and, really glad I, this is gonna be cool. And it, it's actually like what what's stated in that post is actually 100% true. That what what Ang is showing you right there actually is probably the greatest display of airbending possible. Hey Katara, check out this airbending trick. <laughs> That's great, Ang. You didn't even look. Seriously? Legitimately. How? Okay, so think about the way we see airbending for the most part. It's it's, it's mainly like, just like pushing things. Yeah, pushing things, pulling things. These big movements of just it's okay, the force. The of, force. It, it's yeah. It's the, it's the force. Of, it's not it's not precise, but it's just get this thing over into yes. that area. Yes. Kind of thing. But now what he's doing is he is keeping these two balls perfectly in orbit of each other with like the perfect amount of like speed and momentum to keep them like within that vortex. Just right so that they never like deviate from one another, and more important, more, more impressively, at the start of the episode when he's doing it on upper, he's doing this while they're also moving <laughs> through the air as well. What? How? That it's, that uh, that level of precision? Like I'm sure it's not something that the that the right actually maybe they were I don't know like then the writers may, might have known this like like after after the shot in the bottom of the foot I have no idea where. Th- what what mm. what was planned and what wasn't, but mm. that is actually a lot more impressive than anyone else gives it credit for in the show. Yeah, because he does it for Katara, and she's like, "That's nice," and she doesn't even look she's like she, she moms. <laughs> she mom like she 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 is acting like mom with kid doing dumb shit in the pool. Kids doing handstands at the pool. Hey, mom, come look. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. I'm gonna get back to my book. Gonna go back to my book. That was every Christmas, dude. <laughs> every Christmas, every Christmas. It's it's played as a joke, but he does it like three times throughout mm. the throughout the show and even like continuing on to the spoilers for Korra you see an image of him like in his 40s or 50s still doing that trick to impress it's, people it's, it's the signature and and rightfully so and it rightfully is very so. impressive it's very 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 yeah, good yeah if you if you know how can like understand what, what's working what's what's happening there then like you're just like what mm, how very, is very he good. doing that it's it's really really cool um my boy Zuko is still getting clowned on a bit too much for my taste I don't know I I think the amount of clowning he gets is 
it's 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 still okay for for the lightheartedness of of the show. It it, it is pushing it pushing at the upper, upper limits, but at the same time, it's 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 a kid show, and I understand that, and I get that. It's a baby show for babies. It's a baby show for babies. <laughs> we all, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's a baby show for babies. It's just like uh, there are multiple. I, I don't mind him having like a character, a, a comedic streak in his character, right? It's just the way they do the jokes for him feels a bit. Uh, I, th- it, I think they still they shouldn't suit him. They're still finding his comedic rhythm. And yeah, yeah. It's something that they that they do a lot better later on. Like I don't know how else to put it, but like his humor becomes a lot more of like this dry. It becomes yeah, it becomes very dry and sarcastic, and which dry I sarcastic and and when it when it isn't, it's they're just bordering on like a little bit of cringe. Kind yeah, of thing, but it's like just tastefully so. Yeah. Where I feel like now with like the firstly the establishing shot of this episode is great with him breathing in with mm. the candles. I think it's so cool that his breathing is affecting. Like it's a small little detail, but it's it's so cool. Fire comes from the breath. From the breath, of from course. Breath, from the breath, course, we know yes. this, of course. So, so actually, then I should mention it's a cool reinforcement of yeah. that idea. It's it's very sitcom humor is 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 what I'm finding in like with this uncle bursting into the room. Now whatever you have to say, I'm sure I can take it. Okay then. We have no idea where he is. What? I'm saying you better have a good reason oh, for, for interrupting, for interrupting me. I'm a very tranquil. I'm very tranquil. You've taught me how to control my anger. And then he says, "We don't know where the avatar is," and he just gets angry. It feels very sitcom, mm. especially at the end when he when when Ang controls the Unagi and sprays water, mm. and he's just sitting on his like rhino wet. I actually kind of kind of like kind of like that moment because that that feels like end of episode comeuppance humor. Like the the starting one, sure. I, the starting one I can agree with the the end one I I can I can let that slide because that is at that point in time more Ang's moment than it is Zuko's moment. Fair, fair, fair. I can get you. I can give you that one. I do want to also mention uh, the just if we're talking about comedy. I feel like this is one of the stronger comedic episodes. I think there's a lot of great visual gags. My favorite one being the painter who is muttering <laughs> to himself the entire time as he's painting Ang. Oh, painting the avatar. That doesn't seem so bad. And he looks up. Oh, there's another one. Okay. Oh, okay. There's more there. <laughs> and the whole time he's trying to keep up with all these girls piling onto Ang, and eventually he just bails. The constant st- the string of him trying to understand what is going on is so so good. It just adds that extra dimension. Can we just also just chat about Ang's humility for a second, or the lack thereof that he has in this episode? You know what? I'm just a humble monk. He says while. Getting very, very into the fact that all of these girls, maybe just slightly younger than him or his age, are fawning over him. I mean, he is, he is a rock star. He is, like, like, imagine if, what's currently hip with the, the, the um, team right now? Billie Eilish. Billy Eilish? Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is everyone a team heartthrob. Yeah, everyone loves Billie Eilish. Okay, if Billie Eilish uh, rocked up to your, to your home You don't island. think Billie Eilish is a teen heartthrob? Wait, who would you think is a team heartthrob? I, I hate to say this, I but like I don't, I don't know that 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 the guy from Dune, what's his name? Um, oh, Timothy, Sh- no, not Timothy. Is it Timothy? Yeah, yeah, Sh- that, that, Sh- that guy. Timothy Chamelay. Chamelay. <laughs> We're probably butchering his name, and to all of his fans, we do apologize. Um, but yeah, him. He. Tommy Chamelun. He, he he has big teen hop heart Yeah, energy. that's fair. Sure. Like like imagine if he rocked up too and started like <laughs> doing push-ups with his breath. <laughs> with his breath in in your hometown, would. You, like would would your would your little sister or you if if I would as well I mean let's be honest actually yeah like I I just be like cool, that, damn, cool. that's impressive that's, like, pres- that's that, pretty good that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good yeah I'm not gonna lie that's pretty <laughs> impressive Timothy Shamalu Timothy Shamalu yeah it's 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 something that he definitely towards the end of the episode it's kind of a South Park moment of a uh, today we learned this you know and when he says I was a jerk. 
I wasn't humble. Sorry. Clearly, I didn't watch any South Park if that's what I... Early, early South Park, they often ended, like, episodes... Hey, today we learned something. And they would, like, very clearly, like, detail the moral lesson that they had learned, whether it be about... And it was usually something to do about... It was societal commentary or whatever. Oh. But this one very, very much feels like a... Katara, today I learned that I was a jerk, and I shouldn't have let it get to my head. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be better now. I do like it, though, because it's a, it's a nice way of, like, him beginning to acknowledge that he is, in fact, the Avatar, though. Because as, as Katara says in the episode... like I'm I, glad you're enjoying yeah, being the Avatar e- exactly. for a second. Yeah. It's nice to see you excited about being the Avatar. I just hope it doesn't all go to your head. Come on, you know me better than that. I'm just a simple mom. Exactly, because... At the end of episode two, um, with the Avatar Returns, we get that that solemn moment on the back of Appa as they're busy flying off, saying, "I never wanted to be the Avatar." Mm. Um, and then with the last episode, the, the even less so when yeah. he, when, he, when he's when he's being, he's seeing what he needs to do, like yeah. what he's going up against. It's and, even just reinforcing. Further. And all of the consequences of him not having done that, he, mm. like it would make it would demoralize you even even more from demoralize. Yeah, demoralize. I'll give you demoralize. Even more from wanting to be the avatar. So it's it's a great way of like him slowly start, starting to see that the world does like him. The world does want him to be here. The world does need him. That and boy, does that change a hundred years down the line? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, no, it it is a, it is a, and you can see him accepting the responsibility a bit more when he, they're fighting in the village and he tries to fly when he sees mm. the village burning, and he takes responsibility for the fact that there were direct consequences for us stopping here, and I should mm. have realized that, and that's why he dives dives into the water, wrestles the wrestles wrestles <laughs> the unagi and sprays it with water, sprays sprays the village with water to try and appease some of the destruction that he's done yeah may try and try and make up for it and we get that that solemn moment as the as the town leader just like looks out through the window and says thank you avatar i know you i know you caused all this as well but i mean thanks i guess for (laughs) kind of fixing it a bit kind of did you help rebuild us now we got a flooding problem and holes in our roofs and there's still there's still a massive amount of destruction the fire nation hasn't left you think the fire nation they could just turn around now you've got away they could they're very cross they could just turn around and burn the rest of the village down what are you what are you gonna do but thanks avatar it's very kind of you thanks for spraying us with water appreciate it But wow, it's, it's, just, just a little bit of salt there. A little bit of salt. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is cool seeing that reinforcement of what um, Katara says, which she says we shouldn't um, stick around for very long. Mm. It seems like kind of a throwaway line, like, yeah, obviously. And then you see the ramifications of them staying around in one place too long. Mm. Really enforces, well, it all really backs the continual travel throughout the show, right? Yeah, which is which is something we, we end up seeing throughout the show then, is that they, they are always, from, from this point on, until they reach, like, major settlements like the northern water tribe like mm. basing say they are constantly on the move constantly on the move even when there's there's two massive valleys ahead of them they they don't fly over they decide to walk through them that is that's three weeks that's a problem for three weeks don't Ooh, worry that's a problem that's, that, that's a problem that can be addressed is that gonna be a long time. episode or a short one i don't know that's yet. gonna <laughs> be a long boy i'm sure about it <laughs> Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Anything else you want to mention? Um, I see you wrote, and I also wanted to bring this up as well. When the Fire Nation first you know, enters uh, Kiyoshi, it feels very... The Japanese director, he did all the samurai films. Is it Sadagawa? I know the films. You, know, you, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. It Dude, feels names like... Names are not our strong suit Names today. are not our strong suit. What, what's your name again? Hmm? What's your name again? Peter. I am Anthony Peter and... <laughs> And you are bred long, yes. Yes, that's exactly who I am. 
The thing is, the thing is, people can call me. If, if I moved to like New Zealand, that's that would be my name. Brit, Brit, Brit. Exactly. Brit. So that actually does work. You got my name kind of right. It was just you missed a letter. Brit. It does feel very like Western, a samurai movie Western kind of vibe with the the subdued colors of mm. sort of a sunset, like casting like an orange over the village. Everyone's disappeared into their homes. The 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 music also just very well like fitting that that mm. theme as well. Very like subtle. This, this the suspense that is building as this attack is about to happen. No, it's it's actually a bit more rushed than than the than the siege of the. The siege of the the Southern Water Tribe, mm. although it's not re- wasn't really a siege. It was more of a snow wall got broken down, and then that was kind of it. I mean, that's a siege for them. I suppose it's it's a siege ev- for everything them. at everything at scale. God, it's hot in here. It is. It's quite. It's warm. so hot in here. How hot is it? It's nope. I'm not playing that game with you actually <laughs> because that put me into a position that I felt uncomfortable answering. Because I didn't have a good answer to give. I didn't have a good joke to give you. And quite frankly, it would have been embarrassing for both of us. So I'm, what I'm going to do is... <laughs> just just hear me. What I'm going to do is... Just play with me. I'm going to cross a line through it. And I'm going to move on. <laughs> We're staring down the barrel of a cyclone. So it's getting very warm. Oh, yeah. We are staring down. It's very humid. Cyclone Eloise, if anyone l- listens to this well far into the future. Far into the future after the world is already collapsing. Yes. These are the few society... The few tapes left documenting our society. This is one of the few things left <laughs> for future scholars to piece together what life was like in the year 2021. Uh, I'm so sorry. I laugh. The only way that they can know anything about this show is through our podcast. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Actually, that, that, that sets us a new goal as to like how we, like we want to present this podcast going forward. I'm wearing a tie to <laughs> next week. I'm putting on a suit and tie because we're going to take this seriously. This is academic now. Yeah, we gotta we gotta preserve this for for future because mm. you know that like our podcast will most certainly outlive the show that it's based on. Obviously, obviously. I mean, there's, I mean, there's what definitely no hubris in our in our voices as we say this. None whatsoever. How does Suki catch feels? We brought it up a bit earlier, but I do want to know how Suki catches feels. I, I I promise you, it was in that one tackle that that, that he got on her. It was all. Oh, was that it? Was that, that it? Was that that it? Like she she hit her head falling down, oh. and she was just like, actually, now I am in love with this man's. And it's, somehow it is very sudden. It is very sudden. It's, and somehow it sustains all the way through to like season two and three. She does not stop <laughs> thinking about him until they meet again in the Earth Kingdom. Meanwhile, Manda's gone through a whole nother relationship and trauma because of said relationship. Yep, yep. In that oh, time, man, it's so good. It, I, I always, yeah. I always love how they meet up again. He's like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> it's, it's very, very sudden. But I also really like the design of the Kyoshi Warriors mm. themselves. Oh, I think like the their fans, they fight to their fans is I, cool as hell. I also just love that description that they give as they um, as they put um, Sokka in in the uniform. The silk thread symbolizes a brave blood that flows through our veins. The gold insignia represents the honor of the warrior's heart. I'm just explaining like how everything how everything the gold like, together, the, the gold, gold emblems represent the the lion's heart of the warrior. And yeah, and the silk threads the strength so that flows through their blood. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's it's. They didn't need to explain those elements, right? But the fact that they go out of their way to give a bit more context as to why the Kyoshi Warriors don their uniform the way they do is really appreciated. It adds a lot to them as an organization. And then they undercut the and whole thing. And then they undermine the entire thing when Aang walks <laughs> past and says, hey, nice dress. And they play like the whole character. I don't know how that line got in because it undermines the whole point of Sokka's character oh, yeah, arc, right? Within this episode. He, he's, he's learned that Hey, women can be warriors too. Like I'm, I'm being a dick, and then Ang walks by saying, "Hey, nice dress, lol," 
And it's not just like a, a, it's not just like an in-universe gag that makes Ang look like a dick. They dare genuinely play it as a joke for the mm. audience because the joke isn't what Ang says; it's Sokka's reaction to what Ang mm. says, and it just it undermines the whole point. I don't know how they got into the episode. But but Sokka still kicks ass in 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 that dress though. Mm. He one hundred percent does. That dress must be heavy as hell though, right? I mean, it's silk. Oh, I suppose it is silk. They, but they, they but it looks like they've got like padding underneath it though. I, I think there, like there, there hockey is, pads the there, there is some some an armor element to it because of course there would be it's, yeah you're, you're going into battle with us but so if, if it is so it is made of silk right but if there is that padding if that armor they move really swiftly despite it hey kiyoshi warriors they're an elite trained force and they eventually become uh bodyguards to the fire lord bodyguards to the fire lord and in the comics they do eventually oh, become yes, bodyguards they, do become they, become bodyguards. they yes. become the fire lord's well, not all of the Kyoshi Warriors, but he hires the Kyoshi Warriors as, like, his personal bodyguards because he trusts them more than anyone else. I mean, of, of course he would. I mean, of course he would. I mean, it's, this is Zuko we're talking about, so he's already fought alongside... We're getting very far into, into, into deep mean, canon now. Is, yeah. He's fought alongside Suki. He, kn- he knows what she's yeah. capable of. That is great. They save the world together. They do save the world together. Anything else you want to bring up or want to talk about? Um, Just that... The way that the the show uses that one scene with with the fish, you see the the journey of the fish, like see how the news travels. I, yes, I absolutely yes. love that. That broke the broken telephone kind of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the way that um, Zuko Zuko finds out about um, Ang being on Kyoshi Island is that some fishermen like catch catch some fish, which they then like sell to a market, which then gets sold to the chef on the ship, which then like gets cooked yeah. and prepared for for Zuko for supper, and that's how he finds out the news. And I just love that transition scene there it's 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 also a great way of showing how close they actually are yeah it didn't take very long for zuko to find out like i'm that... sure there must have been like a day or so in there of, of like Ooh. travel in there but even so yeah it's not really that that long a time at all yeah it, it shows that there's never as great of a distance as they would like between them and zuko mm. i also quickly want to bring up before we wrap this up that the faces in this episode are so bad <laughs> They they are some shockingly uh, animated faces the, in this. The water run. The water run, <laughs> where his eyes just become sort of jelly wrapping around his skull. It just looks terrible. Uh, I, I, I love it as a still so much because you can send it to people like, like it, and it just terrifies them to their It is It is one of the most awful things I've ever looked at. There, there, there's a scene when he's, when he's riding one of the koi. Um, where the, the camera sort of pulled down low, looking back, it looks like it almost looks like it's out of One Piece, because like his smile is stretched so far yeah. back in his face, it it it's bizarre. I don't know. And this is the only episode that happens. It's I feel like every I feel like the animation gets better after this episode in oh, general. Definitely, definitely. It yeah. was just like the final like killing like blow, like the final kick in the nuts to remind us that oh we need we yeah we still need to iron out some kinks in this huh. Ah uh, no, and they 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 definitely do. They definitely Heavy do. do um, but uh, man, the face after this is after this episode, the animation definitely. He looks like a melted on. jelly baby. <laughs> he does. I hate he it. Really does. I though. hate it. Ang, by the way, just in case anyone doesn't know, we're talking about Ang here. His face looks like a melted jelly baby, and uh, it sucks. Like he, yeah, his face and his mouth and just everything about like the way he runs and just dashes out that water. The animation's very very choppy. It's just not it's, it's not ideal, and I'm really glad that that's the worst it gets. Because let's be honest. I mean, if that's if that's the if worst, that's the it, worst gets, it gets, it's, it's pretty still... damn good. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's not even that bad. It's not. It's not. It's not the great divide. 
I mean, that's, that that looked pretty good, but story-wise... St- yeah, story-wise. We'll, we'll, we'll jump in the gun here again. We'll like, jump in the we, gun. We'll, we get, we'll to, get that to in three weeks. We need to spend either a very long or very short amount of time discussing that that episode. In a that that is going to be... When we get to The Great Divide, that episode is going to be us sort of sitting down saying, Hey, Flamio Goodhartman. No. Mm. And ending the entire episode. <laughs> the Great Divide. No. Uh, or, or much like the... We're jumping the gun again, but we're much like the way they, they describe we're it. We're planning. This is freeform, baby. This is jazz. We're just playing. We're playing. <laughs> well, this is jazz. Life should be more like jazz. Um, yeah, or like how they refer to it in the, the Ember Island plays, where it's just like, oh, nothing really happened. Nothing there. really happened. We can go past that. Simply. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we, just, we, we, we owe it to ourselves to really get del- delve into how shit that episode actually is. I don't know. Or maybe we'll dig into it and find that it is like actually the greatest episode in the entire <laughs> Can show. you imagine? <laughs> imagine we've discovered like, some underlying meaning there's this one nugget of truth in there that just reshapes the entire, entire way universe you think of the show and everything we have thought about the show for the past 15 years as we have watched it growing up is wrong there's like there's like <laughs> a background story where you see like soccer like earth bending and you're like what how and it never what? it never gets addressed it never on again gets addressed again but oh. like but no one else has seen that because it happens also in the background it's like the it's like the baby being born in community the, oh yeah, the baby. Yeah, being yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like uh, the baby being born in Avatar, which was like sort of being, kind of in the background. Sort of kind of in the background, yeah. except when it's not. I think that's gonna do it for us this week, folks. Thank you very much for listening to a few good hotmen. If you wanna, if you enjoyed the show and you wanna give us a follow, give us a, give us a like. You can find a few good hotmen uh, on Twitter at a hotman. A hotman. And you can also find us on, uh, I assume you're either listening to this on Spotify or SoundCloud. Please feel free to give us a like. We don't pay to advertise the show, so any kind of marketing we get is all through word of mouth. So, you know, tell your friends. Maybe try and get some of your Avatar fans' baits into it. Maybe try and convince some people to finally watch Avatar through our bumbling. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. Next week, we're going into The King of Amashu. A very, very good episode, I think. Ooh, an excellent episode. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah, thank you very much for watching. For God's sake, I was doing so well until I said for watching instead of listening. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you very much for listening, folks. So let's sign off. Do you want to sign off? Cheerio, good Hartman. Cheerio, indeed. <laughs>